Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey guys, it's your favorite TV girl Kim Upper, and I just finished my episode with TVT. Make sure you watch, like, and subscribe. Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of TVT Pod, the only podcast that brings the tea. Acidity hot. I'm speaking about tea. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Lipting My Faves. Today, my guest is a reality star and entrepreneur who has probably been to every city around the world. Her okay. name is Kimberly Chinonso Okwara, popularly known as Kim Oprah. Please put your hands together for my guest. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, stop being dramatic. Ah, uh, Kimberly. <laughs> Chinonso. <just> Kim. <laughs> Just Kim. Right? Oh my God, it's just Kim. I know you love to call me Kimberly, and I never correct you, but it's actually just Kim. Yeah, so you, you came to my show to correct me. Yes, darling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, I apologize, Kim Chinonso. Thank Opa. you. Okay, so so what's the full name then? Chinonso Ibinabo Opara. Actually, that's my full name. So like. where's Kim from? <laughs> <laughs> It's my stage name. It is? Yeah. Okay, just Kim. Yeah, it's just Kim. I'm so sorry. I always assumed that it was Kimberly. I know. Everyone always assumes that, but it's just Kim. <sighs> yeah. I don't like her. She's very shady, but okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How are you, my babes? I'm great. It's I'm good great. to see you. Thank you. So now we know, I was going to say we know Kimberly Chinon. So now that you've corrected me, mm. I would say, you know, I know Kim Oprah, but I don't mm. know Kim Chinonso Okwara. Who would you yeah. who would you describe Kim Chinonso as? Like, you know, when everybody leaves the room and you're by yourself and you're Chinonso, mm-hmm. who's that girl? Honestly, Chinonso is just a girl from humble backgrounds, <laughs> from Abuja, who went to school in Potakot and decided to venture into the entertainment industry, and she has just been clawing her way to the top mm-hmm. <laughs> and just trying to make a living for herself and for her family that's that's basically what she knows is about i'm i'm just a girl next door literally are you i am i mm-hmm. am okay so tell me about growing up i i i'm i'm curious to know what kind of childhood that you had the, the mm-hmm. kind of childhood that would inf- 
inform this woman that you have become now because I feel like, you know, you're very focused on your goals and what you really want and you have evolved over time. I'm trying to understand what kind of background that you have had yeah. to inform this person. Okay, so I am from a family of three. I'm the last born. I have an older brother and an older sister. Mm-hmm. And my dad passed away while I was still very young, I think age nine. Uh, back then, that's just 2005, 2004, basically. Mm-hmm. So I would say I was brought up with a single mom, a strong single mom, mm-hmm. if I'm being <laughs> if I'm being honest, and just growing up in light of that, you know, seeing her, you know, face challenges, come out of challenges, and always come out stronger on the other side, really inspired me. And there was something my mom actually instilled in me while I was growing up. Uh, unfortunately, like most of my siblings had already like gone past school when all of this happened. But while I was in the secondary school, you know how you have uh, uh, the long-term breaks after the third semester? Mm -hmm. I always had to learn a skill. Oh, that's amazing. Exactly. So that three-month holiday when my friends were playing and having a great time, I was learning a skill. I'm either learning tailoring or bidding or, or... cooking or there was something to learn you know and That's I did amazing. that consistently from my GS3 up until my SS3 yeah so I was literally taught how to be, be an adult an adult what kind of skills did you age. pick up uh, like I can sew I can actually sew yeah although I'm I'm, I'm very I'm a lazy tailor <laughs> I'm that tailor you'll probably never get your clothes <laughs> if you give me yeah but yeah. I can sew I can bead I did do that for a while. I was only bidding for my mom's friends, like them coral beads and all of that. I would beat that and I would sell. Mm-hmm. I would help my mom make flower verses out of beads mm-hmm. and we would sell because she used to have like a store back in the days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, any, anything to just, I started making money at a young age. I started buying and selling at a young age. Yes. I started from like officially from my SS1, SS2. It's like tailoring and like yes, I I, I was doing all of that, and we also I also had like a side hustle in school because I, I was remember. in boarding school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime I would, then we had to we had the rental companies or those VCD houses that you mm-hmm. could buy CDs from. Mm-hmm. I think CDs there were like one fifty to two hundred naira, mm-hmm. and when I was done watching it, all the American Pies, what what the You could rent them. or Dexter's. I would take it to school. I had my clients in school and I will sell it. Each of my, if you're hearing this, <laughs> I remember you. That was like my major client. She will buy everything off me at a discounted price, obviously. And, you know, I've just always had that in me growing it's up. It's an Igbo girl thing. I think it's an Igbo woman thing. Yeah. Like being born in an Igbo setting mm. and your mom like... It's entrepreneurial as well. You know, so. and she always made sure... And my mom was a nurse. So imagine the crazy hour she was working back then and she still had a store and she would still create time mm-hmm. to sell to sell like recharge cards then because we were leaving after my dad passed away we because she was working with the military mm-hmm. so we uh to help like with accommodation and all of that right. we had to move into the barracks right, right. yeah so you know, where was this in abuja okay. i grew up in abuja okay. you know my whole family is still in abuja okay. 
and all of that yes so yeah that's that's basically it so growing up i always just knew that i had to just do something at the side aside just having your occupation or whatever you're studying in school mm -hmm. so i just carried that with me even when i went to university in potakot in university mm -hmm. of potakot mm -hmm. my lodge members will know me <laughs> me and my sister we used to sell recharge cards <laughs> pure water <laughs> eggs we'll, yeah because around our side they, 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 there wasn't um, like a a close by kiosk yeah, right. where you could buy these things from. Right. So we became the kiosk that everybody right. would buy. In the hostel? Like, no, not in the hostel. We're living off campus. Right. But in our lodge area in Alakaya. Yeah. Yeah. So how, you were selling from your room? <laughs> yes, from our room. So our room had like this nice veranda. So, mm -hmm. we'll, so when they come to supply us water and everything, they'll put it in the veranda. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we sell from there. And then we go to Choba. We buy card in bulk. Yeah. And then we resell. And the poultry, there was like a poultry farm close to us that we would go and also buy in bulk. Mm -hmm. So those were the things we were selling. So you guys are the, the kiosk for the lodge. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hustle. I'm telling you. But you know, you know what's interesting? I, I really want to understand the relationship between you and your mother. Oh my because God. I feel like, you know, when you when you lose your dad at a young age, mm -hmm. you're left with just your mom. Mm -hmm. And she will almost double as both father and mother. Yes. What's, what's that dynamic like? What's the relationship like? Honestly, <laughs> I think in my house here, yeah, most of the women in my family have that man-like streak to them. Yeah. So it, I don't think it was a hard shoe for her to feel. Honestly, like most times, I don't even, except we have to have this conversation, like having this conversation, that's what reminds me that, oh, yes, I lost my dad. Yeah. Because she actually like comfortably filled in those shoes. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't it wasn't a hard thing actually it was it was good it was good she the relationship between me and my mom oof i've always been my mom's handbag right and growing up till now ah if my mom doesn't hear from me from a day there's a problem we speak every day mm -hmm. every day honestly like it's because you're the last child of i don't know i think she just finds comfort in speaking to me mm -hmm. I'm the, I'm the person that my mom would tell all her troubles to. And mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm fight like it's just having issues with anybody. I hear it first. Mm -hmm. She will come and tell me everything and just, just so like I think that's also something I learned from her actually because sometimes you know you just need that listening ear. It's not basically about oh yes solving I want the to issue, be yeah. yeah I want to solve the issues. Just having someone you know you can vent to mm -hmm. without having mm -hmm. to worry about anything. Yeah. So I'm I'm literally that person for my mom. Mm -hmm. Shout out to your mom. Yay! Do you look like her? Absolutely. Oh, she must be gorgeous then. Yeah, she is. This is me giving you flowers here. <laughs> okay, so psychology, yeah. Uniport. Why psychology? What What was your life like in Uniport? I'm curious because you live in Abuja. Abuja is a different space from I'm Potakot. Potakot is. I'm telling no you. No shade to people from Potakot, but Potakot is like. <laughs> is the <laughs> you know. So for you to go there and survive and everything. Bra. <laughs> that was life. Tell me about that life. <laughs> that was I'm interested. Life. Wow, Patakot. Hmm, Patakot shaped me for a fact. Ah, coming from Abuja to Patakot, I never wanted to go to a public school. I wanted to go to a private school. Mm -hmm. But there's this thing my mom calls complete education. So me and my sister, we did private, uh, primary and secondary. My mm -hmm. brother did public, public, and then and went to a private, private university, which right. was convenant. And then she said that we had to do public education. To understand like, life. <laughs> And then I was like, when you, you know, I was, I was so much in love with Convenant. So imagine me. Okay, all the, all, all the idea I had from school was of university was like, you know, office pants, mm -hmm. 
office shirts, all of that. <laughs> so you already had looks in your head that you wanted to save. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what I bought to go to Bataco. Ah! <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be jumping windows. <laughs> I would never have seats in class because I can't jump the window yeah. in my office class. It would tear. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So so it was the class what the classes were probably so full that you needed to get in through the window. Of course, you have to jump ah, you must jump window in public school. <laughs> if you have not jumped window, you have not started. Wow. I'm telling you. But fine girl, like you know one those kinds of Fine who? <laughs> <laughs> if you're not in class, you can't take attendance. Right. Exactly. And you, your attendance then is like sixty percent of your education. So it's like So how did you deal? Uh almost <laughs> At some point, you know, I, I was able to find, I'm always a finder. I always find my people wherever I go to. So mm-hmm. I found, like, these guys in class, uh, Shego and Vector. Shout out to you. Vector the singer? No. Okay. Vector the <laughs> boy, <laughs> my classmate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so basically, he or Shego, whoever gets to class first, will, they will keep a seat for me. Mm-hmm. And when I come to class, I would have a seat. Is this fine girl privileges? Ah, you can call it that too, but this were my these were my people. Yeah. Like you don't even understand. There was even someone else. Um, I call him. Ah, pardon me. His name is Sambo, but I call him Boko. Why? <laughs> As for Boko, I <laughs> <laughs> oh right, I get it. I get yeah, it. that's why I call him. Uh, I met him during clearance when we first came to school, and mm-hmm. he he just helped me out. Like, and coincidentally, we're in the same you know department, and since then, like he actually assisted. These were my people. When I say from my year one to my year mm-hmm. four, like, I kid you not. They they really assisted me, you know, whatever issues I had in school, they were there and whatnot. But, ah, Patakot was not an easy, easy city. Mm. And I'm partly from Patakot. My mom is from Patakot. Okay, right. So, I have family there. Mm-hmm. All her siblings are in Patakot. So, mm. it wasn't really an issue that, oh, I didn't have anybody to run to. I didn't mm. have anything to do. But just being in that situation. And I entered the school just after Alu 4. <sighs> Yeah, I was right. the set that entered just after Alu 4. So it was still chaotic. So it was still it? a little bit mm. chaotic. Mm. Tell, like, give me details. <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested. <laughs> <laughs> They're nice. I, I had to be running on the road. <laughs> you get, you hear information like, oh, they're coming, you know, to the cultists are coming to the... So after that Alu 4, there was a lot of... They were um, still, they were still, yeah, they were still so, not as, as serious as it was before yeah. Alu 4, but there were still a lot of active, you know, cultist activities going on in school. And sometimes we're privileged. You know, there are these people that used to be like anti-cultists. Mostly they are the ones that either were in NDA before and mm. then something happened, they came to another school yeah. or they just decided to be part of those movements, like try mm. to like, they have their own fraternity yeah. or something mm. like that. So my one of my girls was actually dating one of them. Mm-hmm. So we used to get information then, ah, we'll just be, and next we just said, ah, they're coming to, I kid you not, in the middle of the night, Alakahia will be running on the streets to our friend's other lodge just for safety. Stop. Let me stop <laughs> you there. Because I went to Unilag. Yeah. Unilag, we don't know what... Like, there's yeah. cultism, but it was... It, you know, it wasn't on this it wasn't scale. On I've this always scale. heard that, yeah. you know, this cultism is so big in other schools. Like, what level of... How bad does it usually get? Because... I I was I slept peacefully in my hostel. You think- this same person I'm talking about that gives us this information. There was one blessed night that they called us to give us give. In fact, somebody else, his friend, called us to get out of the house. That because he was my friend's neighbor, and we're like, we need to leave there immediately. They're coming to attack the guy. 
And you know them, and you can say, come, But they're coming come. to attack this your friend's boyfriend. Yes, come, 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 come. Guy, we took to our heels, though. As we're running, we're seeing bikes with guys with smart... It wasn't up to two hours after. We were literally... We had to go back to the lodge to take him to the hospital. Jesus. Blood everywhere. And you know how it is. Such type of incidents. What do you want to say in the hospital? What happened to yeah. him? They're going to start asking you questions. So you want to even be And involved. all of that. So, we, no, we had to take him to the hospital. We took him to the hospital, like... <laughs> no, but, but Kim, do you know, do you know why, why this seems so interesting to me, right? Yeah. By the time I was in, like, I was 17. I got into it, like, at 15. So, mm -hmm. going on 16. So, 17, 18 year olds, what are we really struggling for? Mm -hmm. That will make that us will make you do all of this, right? I've I don't never... know. I don't know. I, I I really don't know. But like, what I caught, like, it, it's not. I don't. It's not even about seventeen, eighteen year old. Because back then, what I used to hear is that it comes from the top. Like, they also have like fathers, like all these things. Like, who are involved? Not, in... Yeah, there are people that are involved that on higher levels, besides yeah. the the little kids. Yeah. They're like fraternities, right? You know, let's leave the world courtism, right? Yeah. It's, it's, they're like fraternities. So there are people so that the... are part of this on a higher scale. So the people in the on at the top that enable the people I, at I the bottom. Of the I think chain. so. I think it's a way of controlling the use. I think it's right. a way of controlling the use in case of when they want to use, use them, them. Yes. For yes. certain situations, yes. you know. I've seen it happen, man. But My, beyond that, did you enjoy your time in Portugal? Of course. Of course. The bully. I'm so happy to have been through that experience. Right. Honestly, it it, it made me fearless because like going through that, as I most times like when we Potaco people come to Lagos, <laughs> we laugh at certain things that happen here yeah, because, so for you. because it, it's just our mouth. <laughs> <laughs> In Potaco, um, hmm. actions first, questions later. I love it. <laughs> Period. Like Is this where you get your energy from? <laughs> Because, you know, Kim has... Kim's pretty, but she has a very rough energy where you say, if you try me, you Chris. Like, is that where you get the energy from? Maybe. It's like, this, if you look, you get, you get fine. But deep down, you're just like, this guy's stubborn, though. That's the energy that you give me. Honestly, honestly, like, I'm just, I'm just happy that I went through it because it really shaped mm -hmm. me. On, like, it made me stronger. I know what, I know what the hustle is. Right. First things first. Right. I know what the hustle is. I know what people go through. I've mm -hmm. seen suffering. I've seen blood. I've seen fights. You know, so coming out on the other side and being this person is like, gives you balance you understand I understand ends, both yeah. worlds like yeah. I, when I tell people when people ask me like where do you grow up I'm like my early life was Abuja mm -hmm. then I went to Port Harcourt now I'm in Lagos like I've I'm not cut from the same cloth as so many people I've been I have been fortunate enough to grow up in this different background and it has shaped me for who I am I know when to speak and not to speak mm -hmm. I know when to shout and not to shout mm -hmm. I know when to fight and when not to fight you know mm -hmm. so it's an all-round experience for me, and it's 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 it was amazing. Amazing, I, I yeah. love that. I love that. I love how grounded that you have become as as a woman. Tell me, post uni, what happened post uni? Because I mean, you leave post. Obviously, you're not going to stay in Port Harcourt, so you mm -hmm. you moved to Lagos immediately after. Yes, immediately or you went back after. to Abuja. Honestly, I was going to stay in Port Harcourt. I really wanted to because then there's something about when you've already like I wouldn't say. I wouldn't use the word conquered, but like I was known already in mm -hmm. Potaka because I started, that's where my modeling career started and yes. when I started pageantry. Right. So I was doing all of that. I was even my, the queen of my department, uh, my psychology department, mm -hmm. doing school. So, you know, like I was, I already gathered the momentum 
already in Patakot, like I was being invited for all the top events, the top like if I'm not if I'm not at your events, there's a problem. Like, oh, you already that girl in Patakot? Yes, I was already that person, you know. So why did you leave? <sighs> there was something that I saw. There was something I saw in Patakot, right? Regardless of all of that, yeah, people that had been there, people that had been there, I couldn't really see the growth. Like, there was something that stifled yeah. talent in Portacot. Like and I didn't cap- understand. Yes, once you've reached there, you can't go past it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to be this person. I don't want to be this person. And luckily for me, like, I got a call uh, to come. That's when Linda's, Linda... Uh, yeah, AKG's TV started. Mm-hmm. So I got a call to come interview as a... As a host, and I'd never, exp- I've never done that. They're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I have a face for TV mm-hmm. and all of that." So I came to Lagos. Ah, I'm like, it's like this is where I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was livid. Best believe. Oh, so, you, so, so Lagos was never in the plan. You probably it was were never to go to Abuja. In the plan. I was gonna go back to Abuja. I already built my network in Abuja. I I already knew them play. I knew like George. Like I knew the people, like the top players already in the entertainment scene in Abuja. So the plan was to go back there and and just, you know, make it work. Yeah. Yeah. But when that happened, when that call happened, I was like, I came to Lagos. I looked around. I'm like, okay, (laughs) let's do it. Let's deal. Let's deal, you know. Uh, I sent, I packed all my things in Pataka and set it straight home, home to Abuja without me. <laughs> my mom wasn't having it. My mom wasn't having it. But, I mean, a girl got a hustle. So when, when you came here, how was it for you? Because it's also very hard to settle in Lagos. No matter uh, how much, even if you have money, just, just to get into the system is mm-hmm. always hard. And I, and I know that you had a couple of friends who were supportive. Yes, they really were. and cool. Because yes. I met you at that time. I remember I met you once. <laughs> you, were, you were still Kim's closet. Yes, Kim Rafa's closet. You had clo- yes. a closet, yeah. What, yeah. what have happened to that? Uh, nothing happened to Kim Rafa's closet, actually. But it was something that I was just doing you know I'm somebody that when I see an opportunity I take it right Right. regardless of whether I have passion for it or not Mm -hmm. I've never really had the flair for clothes really yeah you you dress up really good yes I like to dress nicely but not to sell it right you know but then because I'm someone that I'm very industrious so you know then I was having so many comments like oh where'd you get this from oh next time you're getting this get from me oh and I'm like yo opportunity let me make money (laughs) (laughs) So I started Kimura Press Closet, mm-hmm. which took a long time. I was staying with my friend Anne. Ah, shout out to Anne. She's the one that first housed me when I came to Lagos. Mm-hmm. And kind of put me on my feet before any other thing. So I took some time out, you know, looked for where to get clothes from and whatnot. I started selling. Then it was great because the exchange rate, was good, especially the bank rate, was fair. Mm-hmm. Very fair. Then it still was like 200 and something. Mm-hmm. And yet, market price, like, black market price was higher. Right. All of a sudden, <laughs> they decided to change this now. So, I was like, okay, let's try and see how much more we can push, push. Mm-hmm. When they, you know, unified everything, the next thing, custom started. Ah, I'm like... I can't do this This anymore. is... I knew... Imagine coming from such, you know, um, what was the word? Effortless Sales and transactions. Yes, yeah. and then they make it so complicated. Yeah. And it's so complicated to the fact that how much are you buying this outfit for? How much are you making? And then how much you now have to clear it for? Then you have to put it in the price. Like, it was, it's just, I was like, nah, I can't do this. So I was like, I mean, let me just put a hold to this for now. 
that was, that was it. Fair enough. So let's let's talk about the the big question. Yeah. BBN. Oh my god. <laughs> How did BBN ha- happen for you? Hmm. <sighs> <sighs> Let me breathe to you. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, everybody, I'm sure everyone grew up knowing what BBN was in Nigeria. Big Brother Brother Africa first, then Big Brother Nigeria. I come from a, my mom is a diehard Big Brother fan. Like, I would, I can't talk about Big Brother without talking about my mom. Right. Because she has, she knows everything about it, you know? So, it's always been that show that, you know, growing up, we watched, or my mom watched in the house. And passing, you know, you would watch it. So it's never been on my mind to actually go for Big Brother. I'd never in my life thought I would ever go for Big Brother. But like I said, when I came to Lagos, you know, and started, you know, trying to work with Linda AKG, I had I, f- I met a few hiccups on the way, but I met some amazing people too on the way. And that time I was being managed by my friend Anwar Mudebe. And he was the one that suggested that I go for Big Brother. Because, you know, we had been pushing. We had been getting a few gigs here and here. Mm-hmm. Then Relay will send me a few gigs. Because mm-hmm. then I'll be like, then Relay, please. Or, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're a big man. You're a legend. Mm-hmm. So anyone that's not up to part, please send it my way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll collect it. Then I used to do, like, red carpets for clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to be the one. Yeah, all those ones. I used to you do that. Up, yes, I used to do that. Interv- ah, don't worry. Hustle. I'm telling you, I used to do all of that for them, all them Hennessy and Cole. Right, yes. right, right. Exactly. So, he's like, oh, try this thing out. You know, I think it would be a good platform for you to showcase yourself. I said, big brother. I looked at myself. I said, me, I can't talk. I can't fight. You know, I can't like, Kim back then, or shall I say Chin or so back then, yeah. you know, I was, I'm, I, I just like my peace. Were you introverted? I'm not introverted, right? That's the funny thing. I'm not introvert, but I'm not somebody that would just purposely bring myself yes, out, you know, yeah. because I'm trying to give a show or something, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, ah, this is so much out of my comfort zone. I'm actually, I want to do this. So I speak to my mom and my mom is like, hmm, my daughter, you know yourself. Are you sure this is what you want to do? I'm like, hey, but you're watching other people's children needs <laughs> and you like this show. Mm-hmm. So please let me go on this show. <laughs> She's like, mm, okay, oh, if you want to. My mom is an enabler, by the way. Mm-hmm. I have to give her that. She, for everything I've ever done, she's like at my back mm-hmm. doing it. Bless her. You know? So uh, she's like, okay, let's see how it goes. Ah, I said, okay. So I go for the audition. No, I don't even go for the audition. I have a pageant come up. So they call me to represent Nigeria for a pageant in Philippines. What pageant was that? Miss Intercontinental. Right. right. So I'm in the Philippines and they fixed the date for the Big Brother audition. And it's literally the day I'm flying back from the Philippines. And this is like over a 14-hour flight, a seven-hour time difference. Mm-hmm. I get back to Nigeria, my bags don't get back with me. I literally go that same way to the audition. From the, from the airport? Yes. I literally go that way to the audition. Whilst I'm at the audition, <clears throat> I'm seeing my fellow beauty queens or models, you know, auditioning. They're not picking them. Ah. So, did you already think that ah, I didn't have a chance? I'm all these beauty queens in the cast. So. <laughs> 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 I'm like, ah. uh, all of them, they're not picking. Ah. As the fine girls. I just say, I say, I say, I'm not telling anybody I'm a beauty queen. <laughs> I'm not saying. Is it lie? No. Because you know, there's a time it was one thing to be a beauty queen in Lagos. Yes. It was a big deal. I wasn't, I did not, 
when I went to do the audition, I went in, oh, I'm a TV host. I didn't, there was nothing about Beauty Queen in my bio. Nothing. I didn't even say it. I went past the first stage, second stage. I was almost fainting. There were people that really helped me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know their names, but there are people that really assisted me during, because imagine I was, yeah. I was jet lagged. I was jet lagged. So I, I was literally like out of breath most of the time. Like I, I was dehydrated. I was stressed. Ah, I got to the final audition, which is the last stage, right? This is by like 1 a.m. in the morning. And then I walk in and they do the audition. In fact, as I just walk in, just ask me a few questions, I respond. And next thing he's like, ah, oh, so sorry. You can come back again next year. We already have your personality type. I say, yeah. <laughs> My personality. I said, you don't know me. It cannot be my personality. It cannot I said, oh, be. No. Don't worry. When you come back next time, you're still young. You know, you can have an opportunity. I said, unfortunately, this is my first and last time I will ever audition for. Is that what you told them? Yeah, I actually did because <laughs> it was never in my plan. I was yeah. just doing it because you know someone said that it would be a good platform. So that's something I actually do. Mm-hmm. Like even when I was called for Linda KG TV, mm-hmm. right? I've never hosted before, but you take on I'm challenge. like, if I will always take on, I don't mind, okay. I can learn on the job. Mm-hmm. If you say it's something that'll be good, as long as I'm making money, mm-hmm. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I was like, hey, this is what I play with me. You think I'll come back here again? No, I'm not coming back, period, you know? So they took, took down my details uh, your name, your YouTube channel, your Instagram. Ah, by the time I wrote everything down, I went, I said, I was like, hey, what's going on? They're like, oh, sometimes they do callbacks. Right. I said, they do callbacks. I went, I said, cleaning on my budget. <laughs> I was literally, I was legit worried because I'm like, they did not pick any beauty queen I saw that day. So you didn't want to limit yourself? So up- I, I didn't oh. want to limit myself. So I'm like, I don't know if, I left like one or two pictures, but I didn't want it to be like, that's all that's about, what she's about, that's yeah. all she's about, you know? Mm-hmm. So I said, cleaning my page up quickly that night, I was on my way home. Ah, the next day, I just got a call by 7 a.m. Where are you? Are you supposed to be at the audition? I was like, huh? But you did not pick me now. <laughs> I said, no, that you're supposed to be here by 9, p- 9 a.m. And this is 7 a.m. And, and I was living at Agungi and I'm going all the way to Keja. Ikeja and this was Access Bank Marathon day the first day of access bank marathon yes i biked Girl, i had to bike beauty queen the bike i biked though jehovah that's when gokada started Hot i entered soul. i as i was in the because i took the uber i had gotten to vi mm-hmm. then vi was blocked there was mm-hmm. no way i could move mm-hmm. further i said oh yeah the only that the app i ordered a ride on what that's my first and last time on i entered Milan bike Bridge. I think that back on Tottenham. So just imagine not, not the fear. Yeah. I'm coming from Abuja, please. I, I don't know. This is not your reality. I don't know what this is about. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what are everywhere? I say, what if I fall? What mm-hmm. if? Mm-hmm. I was just like, God, please, please, please. Let me just reach this because of Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I reached there with my golden tickets. How did you and feel? the rest was history. I felt fulfilled. I still have my ticket though. In that same bag, the same bag I used to audition, I still have my golden ticket in till date. That's crazy. Because I worked hard for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I risked my it. life. I should do. Yeah. Just for your kids. I risked my that. life. So and you know, that's when, you know, now it's online. So you, mm. you don't feel the I don't feel the, the and it, yeah, ah when you sweat. <laughs> the guys I went before was always said the experience oh, was tougher. It was tough. Because I, 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 did, I did a couple of those auditions and hmm. bruh, hmm. by the time I was done, 
When they did not pick me, hmm. I say it would not be well with you. I'm telling you exactly. <laughs> so ah uh, no, 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 making no. me struggle this much. Ah uh, no, it was tough. Okay, so but but what was the experience when you finally got into the house? It's one thing to you know audition, but like honestly, I thought it was a dream. Yeah. It's like pinch me. Am I dreaming? Mm-hmm. I was in the house, but like, am I in the house? Mm-hmm. You know, like so. So, the house is like going a different reality. That's what everybody says. It's like a different realm. Yeah. That's why when you come out, it's like it never ex- it never happened. It's like you're in a trance. It's, the, um, it's, it's, it's why, why weird. Why is that though? I don't know. Because you're not the first person saying this. Because it's like it's it's a different world. Because there's something that they do. Like I think the whole process, yeah. Is made to bring out a side of you that you never knew yeah. you had in you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to tap into your core. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the whole, it's a psychological process. Well, for That's somebody who studies psychology, what, what, how do you find the experience? Oh, I find it amazing. <laughs> I, actually, I actually find it intriguing. Because I feel like you have a lot of self control, regardless I, of where you're th- like. Exactly. You know? Exactly, so, and that's why it was intriguing for me. So this is my this is my thing too. You know, you know some some people have said, "Oh, okay, my brother did not do as much; she wasn't as mm-hmm. dramatic." But you know, beyond all of that, beyond all that talk, mm-hmm. I just realized that what you have more self control. Like you yeah. decide not what to. contents you will give us. Yes, exactly. That's but, basically. But staying it. in that house for that long, how can you now maintain that? Seems must be really deep. So I've I've never stayed long, right? Yeah. So I would not know how much of my self control I would have had. Right. Do you understand? The first time I only stayed two weeks. Right. What, 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 staying two weeks, was it a good or bad thing? Oh, it was, initially I thought it was bad. Right. I won't lie to you. Mm-hmm. I beat myself up so bad, mm-hmm. you know, because it, you know, things happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to have, honestly, I never thought I was going to win. Yeah. Or I thought I was going to go far. Yeah. And that really made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. But I came to realize that it was for my it, own benefit. Was it a blessing in disguise? Yeah, it was a blessing in disguise because I noticed that those that actually went far needed to go far. Hmm. I didn't need to go far. You just needed to be God seen. knew that I was going to be fine regardless. Right. So he did not... He's like, okay, you want to do this thing? Just go in, just for the fact that you want to do it. Oh yeah, it's okay, my daughter, yeah, come out, yeah. come out, come out, and continue your journey. You know, that's that's how I saw it. Eventually, it took me a while to realize that, mm-hmm. but when I did, I I appreciated it more. So at the time when you're beating beating up yourself, it was a thing of you know, it's not like you're a failure. It's just like you know, mm-hmm. knowing you and all the things that you have achieved over time. Yeah, you just thought that you know, I can do this and I can go far. I, it wasn't even itself. I was I was more disappointed in my team because there was like some technical technicalities that went wrong mm-hmm. in my absence right and i'm somebody that usually i'm a control freak anyone that knows me i'm like I know i'm a control freak so i'm like i just knew this was going to happen you know that kind of like ah because i wasn't here to take yeah. care of, you know yeah so that was basically it that that was it not any other thing not all oh, the fans or any mm-hmm. that was just it like i knew that you guys were gonna screw me over and you screwed mm-hmm. me over that was just it so tell me about coming out of the house what what did you did you expect the reception that you had? Because it's one thing to be in that when you're in the house, it feels like you're cut off from the worst of the world, yes. right? And then usually when when people come out, they are shocked to see what the world has become since they left, mm-hmm. or the reaction to their game in the house. Mm-hmm. What was your own reaction to what you saw when you came out? I'm going to be very honest with you, right, Samisa? I was very, I wouldn't say I was prepared hundred percent, but I have my papa there really. Mm-hmm. 
Daryl kept drumming it in my ears before I went into the house. He's like, most people think they are ready, but they are not. Yeah. What is your game plan? What is what are you going to do when you come out of the house? All of that. So I literally had everything I was going to do out of the house before I went into the house. So coming out of the house was the easy part for me because I already had direction. The template, yeah. Yes. So it wasn't I wasn't surprised. I wasn't shocked. You know, aside maybe the the bats here and there on social media and the fans fight and all those things. Mm-hmm. Aside that, I was good because I I knew where I was going. Did to. Those That's things why, get to you? Uh eventually, initially, even till now, because sometimes I'm just like, ah. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> you know when you you put yourself out there for people to mm-hmm. you know have an opinion mm-hmm. over, but like I'm I'm like myself. I, I see other people's things out there and I I don't. Go and be, you know, but like, I don't know, maybe people live through people. I don't know what it is because I'm like, I I don't understand the, the, how invested I I, I struggle to understand it Mm -hmm. till date. Because it's very deep. Like you have a lot of, I I struggle to understand it because I'm like, wow, like these people actually like take out their time to, you know, love or hate you Mm. or, and the ones that love you, they love you. The ones that hate you, they are ready to. I swear. Finish. I'm like... It's, 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 it's extreme. It's, it's like, so extreme. I'm, mm. and, and I think maybe because I'm somebody that always wants to understand why something is happening. So I'm always trying to like, okay, why is this? Why is that? Well, Did you I mean, feel at any time that you need to prove yourself to Nigerians because they already had an opinion of you? Nah. No, 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 <laughs> no. It's, it's never been to prove myself to Nigerians. I, it's always just to be, I, I need to prove myself to me. Because I, I know Mike, I know what I can do and where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's always been, how can I surpass what I've already done? Mm-hmm. That's always been my own thoughts or expectations. That's why I've never, I've never really broken out of character to be doing things for conversation sake or for you know mm. noise or anything because at the end of the day I know that it's not sustainable mm-hmm. and I never want it to get to my head either to, if you're even talking too much about me I'm worried yeah, yeah. Hate- I'm, I'm one of those people that google yes. myself yeah like what's, what's, what's been said yeah if you talk about me too much I'm, I'm worried you know I know that you know <laughs> to be safe they don't talk about you and nobody but regardless yeah. it's like I know I know you that know? feeling but you know I'm, I'm trying to think where that steadiness is from I feel like you, you know I don't know if it's a front but okay. every time I see you it feels like you have this you have yourself together you have your shit together like you cannot be easily swayed yeah I, I know in this space like and I've also dealt with that as well where at some points you want to be swayed by you know what people are thinking, mm-hmm, should mm-hmm. I act for them, should I mm-hmm. not? But it feels like you are very steady. Like Yes. Uh, where does that come from? Oh, what is your upbringing? Maybe it's upbringing. I've never really done things for anybody or have I've ever tried to please anyone. There was one thing my mom always did when we were growing up. There was something she would always say. is like, I didn't grow up in a comparison background. I've never been compared to somebody else's kids or my friends or anything. So I I don't know what it is like to compare myself to somebody, you know? I just know how to be better. The conversation is has always been, especially in my house, is how do you do better? How can you be better? Okay, you've done this thing now. This is the result. What do you do? 
as to not make either this mistake or to do better than this or to make sure that, okay, this doesn't repeat itself. That's always been my conversation and so, that's how I grew up. So you're saying that even when you came out of the house, when, when all those comparisons were being made, you were never faced by it as per... Because I know my power. I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm, I'm not even playing. I'm actually not playing because this was something I actually did. I'm, I'm somebody that is very set on my ways. I'm set mm-hmm. on my path. And if I want to do something, I, I have never believed I cannot do it mm-hmm. because God has always permitted me to, I think it's just in line with whatever I want, like God's plan for me. So I've never really had a situation that, okay, I want to do something and it doesn't happen. It might not happen immediately, but it will happen eventually, mm. you know? So I, I'm always straight. When, when most people, when I came out of the house, the first thing I did was <laughs> every other person that came after me, right? Once I see the person is following, my mentality was to beat the following. I came out of the house with like 200K following. Mm-hmm. I entered the house with about 100K following. So I yes. gained like 100,000. Mm-hmm. So people coming out of the house and people will come out with like 400K. Before the week is over, I had to beat that person's following. How? Why? Just putting myself... Like, still be me, but, like, that was my own. Because at the end of the day, I know that for a fact that not many people make it after the house. Right. Not many people stay in the conversation after the house. Right. And for me, it was more like, how do you grow your following also? Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, I don't have anything to use as a, as a meter. So all I could use was following as a meter. (laughs) You know, I'm not talking about the likes or anything, Mm -hmm. just the following. So I'll just be like, okay, oh, this person just came out now, maybe like four weeks after, a person has like 500 or 600K. Okay, how do we beat 500 or 600K now? And I start working on it. So content. So I I used to call, I I used to, not now, because now the algorithm has has changed. Mm -hmm. Then I used to call myself an, an Instagram I knew Instagram back and front because I grew my following to 100k from Portacot. I came to Lagos with 80k following. Yeah. Already. I was not so Lagos you knew based. the ins and outs. Yeah. So to me, I was someone that I knew, I know Instagram. I can work my way around yeah. Instagram. So it was always like that. Okay. How do I do this? How do I multiply mm-hmm. my following? How do I move forward? Yeah. That was just basically it. So, mm-hmm. and I, I literally beat, by the end of the show, I was, I was, I was up there with the top five. Mad. In following, yes. Oh, you that left at second week, oh, yes, that's amazing. Yes, but you know what I'm things that I really find interesting, and you know, and I, I said this to Chloe as well, right? You know, when you leave the BBN house, right? No shade to some people. Some will fall by the wayside. Some would be so overwhelmed by mm-hmm. the reality of this new life, mm-hmm. and you know. Nobody prepares you for what's exactly that com- star- what stardom brings, right? Yeah. Then there are a few of you who would s- make it through the waters or the storm and stand out. But you you and some other people took a while to reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it took like a year or two for us to not see the real key, what you were really about, the yeah. lifestyle, the travel. Mm-hmm. How, like from that from leaving the house to to becoming this person. Tell me about that space. What happened? What kind of work went into that? Okay. You know? So like I said, I've always been somebody that I'm, I wouldn't say I'm quiet, but I wouldn't, I don't put so much out there. 
at the same time, right? And I'm not not to not to sound cocky. I was already doing these things before Big Brother. I was already traveling. Right. I I was like, but I wasn't putting it out there, Mm -hmm. so people didn't know that about me. And there's always that whole conversation, you know. Then people start making, you know, or forming opinions about you. Mm -hmm. And I'm always been somebody that I haven't rushed myself into doing anything. I do things on my own time, not your time. Mm -hmm. You understand? I didn't think I was never going to post these things. But I didn't feel like I had earned the right to post them yet. Give me context. Okay, so context, right? I'm somebody, I'm a numbers girl. So if I'm going to do something, I want to back it up. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. If I can't back it up, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, mm, yes, I've been fortunate enough. I've traveled. I've done that. But like, was I really doing anything though? I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, like, why would I just be posting, posting, posting? You know, that's that's my mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to allow myself to become who I want to be. Mm-hmm. When I get there, I'll do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I'd earn that there. Right. So, when I felt comfortable enough to share that part of myself with the world, mm-hmm. then I said, okay, I'm ready to do this. And that's how I started posting all these things. But I, if, I, if I share some throwbacks, like it's not like <laughs> you've been, you've always I've been, been traveling since 2015. Ish. Yeah. Per. And my first time out of the country was to represent Nigeria in a pageant in Malaysia. Ish. That was my first trip out of Nigeria. Oh, that's when you were a beauty queen. Yes. <laughs> that's good. I, I respect that. I respect that you know that you know yourself very well and you know what you're about and nobody can actually. No. Nah. Box you into a corner. Mm-mm. Okay, so let's talk about travel for you and taking it as a career. Mm. Um, I enjoy travel, and but I don't think that you know there's something about your own travel that is yeah. There's so much lifestyle to it. It's properly created. It's like I was saying before we got on the show that you could probably run a concierge and make a killing from it. Mm-hmm. Why travel and and what's the plan for for you? Where do you see yourself using travel like? Because anybody can travel, everybody can do lifestyle, but turning it into a business is another mm-hmm. thing. It's another thing. So what's the plan for that? Ah, uh, travel. Because you know, another <laughs> thing is that you know, when people leave the house, they expect to you expect them to be in TV, which you're yeah, in TV obviously, or acting, or but you choose a genre, or let's say genre and industry that you know. It's not. People would not really look at. Okay. So, um, wow. It's just grace. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, um, I did have a conversation with Ibuka firstly when I came out of the house in 2019. There was something that, that struck me with Ibuka's journey. Ibuka has never acted a film. Yeah. You know? And I had to... I'm somebody that... I ask questions a lot. I do research. I don't just go out of... You know, my way I'm like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm moving. No, no, no. I ask questions a lot. So I, I did, I engaged him in a conversation, a few conversations, you know, and I was like, oh, how have you, you know, maintained this status quo without having to waver? Mm-hmm. Because the industry will make you want to waver. Oh, sister. You know, right. they will drag you. I've been there. <laughs> left, right, yeah. center. I want to know how you stood still and said, this is what I want and this is where I'm going to and this is where, 
And then he told me, he was like, yo, say, ah, I don't, I don't want to act. Like, I'm not, I don't even think I can act if they ask me to act. Mm-hmm. But not that he has not been asked to act, but he doesn't think it's something he wants for himself. Like, you just need to know what you want for yourself. And then go, go for after it. it. Yeah. And I was like, if Ibuka never had to act to get to where he is, and I, I don't have to, to act. That was literally it. I'm tr- and trust me, they've sent scripts. There are, there are times that I have I have almost wavered, <laughs> if I may say. But for good reason, mm-hmm. though. But for good reason. Because uh, there was a time I had to read the script for Ineka the Pretty Serpent. Right. That's that's a tale in Igbo, our Igbo history, you yeah, know, in that Nigeria. Like that's That I wouldn't have minded to be mm-hmm. part of, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, that was the only script I remember, like, actually reading. The rest mm-hmm. I haven't, I hadn't touched. So, yeah, that was the only reason why I didn't act. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not someone, I don't like to follow the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I want to stand on my own. Yeah, and do what you have to you do. You know, and that was something VJ Adams actually told me back in the days. This was way before Big Brother. Mm-hmm. And he was still a VJ mm-hmm. before he became a disc jockey and all of mm-hmm. that. And I was asking him, you know, then, you know, he said, you know, there was a time he 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 evolved into music. Yes. Remember? Yes. yes so yes. then when I came to Lagos, I was like, ah, VJ, you know, show me the way, help mm-hmm. me, you know, ah, if you can recommend me for this, for that, anything, mm-hmm. oh, we are here, we are here to walk. And he said, Kim, I will advise you, focus on one genre. Be known for that thing. All these other things will come. Mm. They will all come. Yeah. But importantly, when they ask, who is Kim Opera? This is who she is. This is who she is. Mm. Not that she's an actor, she's a this, mm-hmm. she's a that. Not that it's not good, but it's always good to be known for just like, to harness your skill in one thing first. So is this an advice for me too? <laughs> <laughs> is this an advice for me? I don't know. You we know, are multi-talented. Like we can do You're anything. already blown. <laughs> you're already blown. Uh, then I was just starting out. Yeah. I didn't know where to place my leg. It was yeah. literally like, okay, anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, whatever I, I get, you know. Because that's, that's actually very good advice. And that's, yeah. Because you know, even when I started off, right, I knew that I could do multiple things, but I could not share myself because I needed to. You know, so my people go say, "If you piece for one place, then go to dig who." Exactly. You know, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I get that. So, with as with every creative, guys, please build in one space first before you move to the next space, so that you can center yourself and achieve as much as you as you need to. Yeah. Okay, so let's move to keep it moving. Look, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. To, keep it moving. Yeah, so recently you, you launched your, your show called Keep It Moving. It's basically um, you going around the world, exploring the world, different cities. I mean, it was it's common knowledge that this is what you're about. So it was a no-brainer when you launched that. Mm-hmm. How's that going and what's the plan? plan ah, uh, my baby. You know, <laughs> travel is such a huge industry mm-hmm. that is highly untapped. Mm-hmm. Especially here in Nigeria. It is. And I am so happy to have found my footing there. It took me a minute. I've always wanted to do this. I actually I actually started keeping moving as Kim Opera Sticks. I used to shoot it 
<laughs> as a vlog. I shot Port Harcourt, Abuja, Kaduna back then, and I put mm-hmm. it on my YouTube channel. Right. <laughs> but I never had the funds and the backing that I, I needed or I wanted at that time. So I, I penned it down. You know that plan I spoke to you about mm-hmm. of what I had after Big Brother? Keep yeah. it moving is in that plan mm. from 2019. It's called, I actually wrote Kimopra Travel Show. That was the name. Yeah, because you just told me about that. Yes. So I got Keep It Moving from a comment section. I got that name mm-hmm. from the comment section. And it was coined by Darren Lee. I love it. Darren Lee is so brilliant, by the way. I know, I know, I know. He doesn't get the flowers that he deserves. Yes, he doesn't, but he's really brilliant. He angers me most times. Mm -hmm. I posted a picture back then, and he just made a comment. He's like, K for keep, I for it, M for moving. She's the girl that travels around the world, blah, 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 blah. You know how he makes all those comments? It just makes sense now. Right. So I took it. I called him. I was like, really so, I was like, ah, Dude, are you okay? like, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm taking this and I'm running with it. Mm. And then mm. he was like, be free. I'm like, okay, great. And that's how Keep It Moving was mm. born. Uh, Keep It Moving. Uh, I want to say Think Kogay Africa. <laughs> yeah. But Shout out to in them. modern day Kogay Africa, yeah. you know, I'm very, very, Travel excites me. It's my passion. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy to go anywhere. You can tell me to mm-hmm. even they may do Greece if I will go. Mm. Yes, I will go and you know, I will shoot you, and I will come back. You know when you, when your hobby now becomes work. Yes, you, you, you start to hate it. I not I will not like hate it, it, it as so. much. There's nothing that will make me traveling. <laughs> no, because no, that's what you see. Like, look, let me give you context, right? Mm-hmm. T we comes to me naturally. Like I can wake up in the middle of the night and say something stupid with the cop. Yes. But once once brands started paying money for it, and yeah. It, it, they had to put my creativity in a box. They had to mm-hmm. be. I have to read briefs and do it according to that. After a while, it just became like, mm, why are you guys stressing me out? Yeah. So 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 that's the funny thing because I've also been training myself for brands. Right. Um, and I say so because for every brand I've worked with, I've always included lifestyle. Right. For all the brands I've worked with, if I'm traveling, I travel with the brand and I inculcate it in whatever yeah, I'm doing yeah. just to get myself used to it. Because I always knew the bigger picture. I knew where I was going. So I started charging brands extra self mm-hmm. for me to travel with your item. Mm. Aside the package. Exactly. So I don't mind doing that because first things first, I wouldn't work with a brand that I don't want to work with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would not do that. True. So if I'm working with your brand, that means I'm already happy with your brand and I'm happy to work with you. So yeah. it's not it's not job for me. Yeah. I don't see it as a job. I just see it as, oh, this is something I've always wanted to do and I'm happy to be associated with the brand. Mm-hmm. So it just flows. Um, shooting can be moving, right? I didn't have any brand, but I had to put a lot of things that I can, sh- when I show it to brands, you can see where you can come in. Right, right. Do you understand? Yeah. So, it's not work to me. As long as I'm traveling, eh? Yeah, see, good. I'm fine. But you, I'm actually fine. So, are you saying that you're, you're excited when you're, you're packing up? I am excited. Preparing your itinerary. Because it's, it's, it's nice on Instagram, but in real life, it's not always easy. What? You don't want to... If you see my travel kit as an individual, you what, will be shocked. What is a travel kit? My travel kit... Ah, I travel with my tripod, with my lights, with my... Uh, for content creation. 
So yes. just keep my make sure you go bend like this. Oh, the tripod. Oh my! I take my pictures. I take honestly. If, I'm, if I say so myself, I take the best pictures. I always feel like you by have myself. A king beside you. There's no king, darling. It's my tripod. My tripod is my. It's my she king. Quickly, she quickly flip her and say, "Don't bring that here." No, no, no. The tripod is my king. I love it. I'm telling you. Are you seeing those those content like even from all of them created by yourself? I, I, I honestly because. I stress people out when they shoot me. Like I said, I'm a control freak. Yeah. So you can take a million right and now, one pictures. <laughs> you can take a million and one pictures and I won't like it. Right. But I because I know my angles best. I know what I I know what I want in my head. Have you seen all those pictures that I'm, you took? Yeah. No help. No help. No help. If you notice, my hand is always like hidden, right? Because mm. like the Bluetooth the, device is in my hand. So I'm like so clicking away. <laughs> I'm like clicking away. Yes. So maybe, maybe you have <laughs> a bigger future in content creation and editing and ah uh, no no I don't edit it myself I don't okay. edit myself I don't know how to edit I don't know anything about editing I have someone that does my but would you honestly things. consider a, a lifestyle concierge and, and, and hear me out I know that you don't want to stress your damn cell in the stress <laughs> <laughs> but think about just no beyond keep it moving can also be um, mm-hmm. as much as it's TV content and it's content mm-hmm. it can also be for services because Wait now before you fly. Listen to me, Kim. Don't wait. Okay. Think I'm about listening. it. Let it marinate, right? Okay. People want to travel like Kim. How come? How how possible is it for you to package the the Kim experience, mm-hmm. the keep it moving experience, mm-hmm. as a concierge? You pay a premium on it for for you to prepare their lifestyle plus kids plus itinerary plus everything. Okay. If you if you take this idea and run with it after now after after pretending like you don't like it. Me and you it's have not about issue. pretending like I don't like it, mm-hmm. San, but you don't know if it's already in the works. <gasps> That's the thing. And I'm not somebody, I don't speak about things until things are ready and when things have kicked off. Okay. I'm that type of person. I'm very hush, 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 hush. Okay, that means I did bear before. Until... Let me go overdo <laughs> <laughs> No vest. Let me go bear. <laughs> I was trying to be a good friend, but I if know, you say but so... I appreciate, mm-hmm. I actually appreciate the, the advice and believe you, me, Keep it moving is just the start. The show yeah. itself is just the start. Yeah. There's so much, like I said, travel is such a huge industry. There's so much I can do with Keep It Moving. Mm-hmm. And the amazing part of it is which I why I had to create it as a show, especially, is I don't want Keep It Moving and Kim Opera are two different entities. Right. So there are brands that will most likely work with Keep It Moving that might not work with Kim Opera as a brand, mm-hmm. which is okay. And I'm also I'm very fast. I'm I'm very forward in my thinking, right? Whenever I'm doing something, I think Hollywood. What would what would be done in Hollywood? That's that's how I think. So mm-hmm. I'm very open to like partnerships. Mm-hmm. Very, very open to partnerships when it comes to that aspect of the work, mm-hmm. like concierge and all of that. Right. Like I've built myself a brand, I've built myself a service. So, you know, if somebody wants to come and, you know, we're gonna take part in. of that part. We're going to take care of that, mm-hmm. the concierge services and all of that for you. But it's on there. Keep it moving. That's great. Okay. Guys, you heard it? She's open to partnerships. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> let me clear my throat because I'm about to ask. It's not that deep, Sha, but I know that keep my skirts around it. Okay. What's love like these days? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Love is Kim's secret, <laughs> My glowy skin. Ah! Get with the program. Kim, stop this. <laughs> You're a fine girl. People, people are waiting. Our ears are itching. 
What are they itching for? Wedding bells? Maybe that. <laughs> that too. We don't mind that. When they are wedding bells, of course, the whole world will know. Oh, is, is it safe not. to ask, you know? Or not. So I should not ask. ask should, I, should I keep it moving? You better. <laughs> I, hate, I hate this girl. I love you. <laughs> Kim. Sir. Should I keep it moving? It's tea we take, guys. We're going to go on a short break. <laughs> and we'll be right back. <laughs> this is why I don't like you. You are too steady for me. I'm too steady. I'm telling you. Huh? I, I, I actually, I don't know. You are too... Sometimes I want to come too out. game, game for me. I don't know. Honestly. Sometimes I want to break out of this shell, but... Everything is like... It's this. too... You're, 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 I don't know why. It's too much pageantry, I think. Yeah. I think so. I did much. it too much. Okay, you're not going to just, just let us into mm-hmm. like, you know... Being a pretty girl mm. means that, you know, there might be a thousand and one princes out there. Huh, which thousand and one princes? But you're not going to kiss a frog, are you? You're not going to do that. You're going to wait for mm-hmm. the right prince. Okay. Is he somewhere around? First, a thousand and one princes think that you're already in a relationship, so there's no thousand and one princes. Oh, they're not. They're not. Kim, for you. Look, you at, are, are, you seeing, for you like are you seeing? Are you seeing? Are you seeing? Are you seeing? for you like These this. These are the issues. Most people already assume that you're in a relationship. First things first. Mm-hmm. I've always gotten that all my life. The same way everyone thinks. Ah! Mm-hmm. And then the people you want to speak to you are not people that eventually speak to you. You know who you are. You know that kind of like the kind of people that you might want to speak to you. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, definitely there's there's love on the way. Who would you like there's ideally want to speak way. to? Like, does Kim have a type? I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Such a pretty girl. Like, does she have a type? My type is taken. By who? <laughs> By me or someone else? You never can tell. <gasps> okay, now we're getting there. You think you are smart? This psychology will go down together. <laughs> What do you mean taken by you? Or someone else. You never can tell. No, but you started with saying taken by you. Yeah, because if it's my type, obviously you'll be taken by me. Okay, if so my type. have you taken him? Well, come back for the next episode and we shall find out. <laughs> I love it so much. Kim. Bruh, my lover. When this episode comes out, mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to be angry with me because... How could I bring the gorgeous Kim Opera? Yeah. The gorgeous Kim, Be- sorry, not Kim Belly. Kim Chinonsokwara on my couch. Mm-hmm. People are waiting. They're eager ah. to say, is she single? Mm. You know, like, do you know how many people, how many kings watch this podcast and they're like, ha, ah, let's get the tea on it. Well, they can, they can check in my DM now and they'll know. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, I, I give up. I see that this girl is as steady as a rock. But I am in a relationship, by the way. Are you? Yeah. Okay, let me know. Let's let's let let let's let that go. I will come to your DM and ask for the full details. The real tea. Okay, let's talk about Kim's secrets. Since Kim likes secrets. Yes. Now something interesting. Ha. <laughs> 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 Girl, you're the shittiest guest. When do I guess you really come here? <laughs> they are ready to pour out their heart to me. I'm pouring my heart they out. In the necessary disposition. You are, you are ready for me. This, this is your position where you sit down like this way. You are ready for me. But how? Okay, tell me the secrets. Okay, tell me the secrets about Kim's secrets. Yeah. Something more interesting. Something more interesting. Mm-hmm. Kim's secret brings all the boys to the yard. Damn right. <laughs> it's better than yours. <laughs> I don't know if it's the alpha <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 
Yeah, so I mean, kimchi is all natural ingredients, like all made up from made from shea butter and shea oils. Yeah. So we don't use any chemicals or whatnot in our product. Are you sure? Yes. Because I have one, and that one was that's more, that one smells so good. I used it for a while. It was like, it's, I don't know if it's shea butter, but it's, it's whipped shea butter. Oh, that's why it's so soft. Yeah, it's so soft. Exactly. Is that what you use for your skin? Yes. Maybe I need to buy ammo. You have to. I hope you guys can see my skin. So are you saying that you use your own products in your skin? I do. Like I said, like I said earlier, I don't affiliate myself with any brands that I cannot use or I mm-hmm. have personal interest in. So yeah, I use my products very well. <laughs> Sometimes too much. <laughs> yeah. But what's, what's it like running a business like that in Nigeria? Because ideally, running a business in Nigeria is already hard. Like, mm-hmm. the odds are against you. It's actually very... Yeah, the odds are definitely against you. Especially when it comes to when you're selling like shea butter, mm-hmm. black soap. Because the average Nigerian wants to bleach and <sighs> turn into who they are not. <laughs> <laughs> As you were saying... <laughs> Oh, my God. I didn't think it was going to come out like that, but it did come out like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. As you were saying. Yes. So, yes, you know. So, I think that's like our major challenge, if there's right. any. Right. Because, and that's why we're here. We're, we're here to promote that, you know, you can still look good. Mm-hmm. You can still. That's even. If it's trying to even like. Are you saying that the, the, your, your, the bleaching guys mm. are like. Serious competition for you guys who sell more organic 100%. stuff. Hundred percent. Are people bleaching like that in Nigeria? What? Do you know the percentage of bleaching products that are sold here? But I think I feel like when it's not as high as in, in Asia, but yeah. here is actually very in the whole of Africa. I think Nigeria should be the highest purchase of bleaching project. Yeah, if if I'm not mistaken. That's crazy. I th- I feel like when it's in the times where you know they've started applauding. Black beauty. That's why I said. Clear skin. That's what I'm saying. So like, if you like to follow trends, I'm your girl. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I really, really love the movement because it's very, very important, you know, brown skin girl. Mm-hmm. Mm. So skin is really it's, good. It's very, it? very important to, you know, admire the skin that your God-given skin. Mm-hmm. I know some people have some skin conditions, which mm-hmm. is understandable. You know, mm-hmm. you can go through the whole process of mm-hmm. clearing that up. But if you don't have a major skin condition right. and your only co- issue is the fact that you want your skin to look healthy, you want your skin to glow, mm-hmm. you know, then you should come over to the natural side of life. You know, and you'll be fine because our products... I call it food for your skin. Mm-hmm. They feed your skin. You know, whatever. It's just like what you eat. What you eat tells on your body. So right. what you use to tells on your body. Right. And most of all these chemical-based products, over time, you know, start having issues of here and there. I don't want to start calling the names I'm supposed to be calling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just, you know, appreciate your God-given skin and talent and just try it doesn't have to be came secrets okay it doesn't have to be this is not an avenue for me to be selling my product mm-hmm. it's just i would really really appreciate if everyone just starts trying to take care of their skin not to change it to mm-hmm. look like another man's skin or mm-hmm. another ethnicity but just okay i want it to look nice i want it to, because trust me we've all been through that process mm-hmm. we've all been through it i've i've used some questionable products in the past i tried to bleach before why? Because it was a popular thing that back then, you know, like all the boys were, at least their face was mm-hmm. light skin. So my friend said, you know, Doremi, Malosiaba, mm-hmm. he bought some this and mixed for me. Did he work? 
till tomorrow my thighs are lighter like some parts of my thighs mm. my chest is lighter than the rest of my body well how does it make you feel now I'm glad I stopped in time mm-hmm. because um, I realized I have beautiful black skin. I didn't need to, but at the time it was just pressure. Yes, exactly. You know, to feel among. Mm-hmm. And the boys are bitched and, back then and I can't even And that's what them. society makes you feel. Society yeah. makes you feel. That's why we have everything that's going on right now. They make you feel like you have to become something else, yeah. which is not it. You're enough. You're, you're, you're actually enough. You are enough, you know? Thank so, you, Kim. I feel very empowered. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I am enough. You are enough. <laughs> Thank you, my yeah, friend. Yeah, your skin is good. Look at now, even people with skin conditions are being praised worldwide. That's why mm. I, I'm a big fan of Winnie Hollow. Yeah, Vitiligo. Yeah. With Vitiligo, because before Years that, ago, that was one not. of the reasons why Michael Jackson had to, had to change his skin tone. Right. Because of Vitiligo. Mm. You know, if he was more aware back then, he probably wouldn't be in that situation. So we need more conversations like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that you're leading such conversations. Yay. Thank you so much, Kim. Thank and before you. I let you go, um, I'm going to ask, what would you call this phase of your life? Now, if this was a chapter in the book, what would this chapter Ooh. be? Becoming. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You are really becoming. Yes. Thank you so much, Kim, for coming on my show. Please Thank you for out. having me. All right, guys. This is Tiwi Tay and... My name is Kim Opera, and don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and most importantly, don't forget to keep it moving.